Welcome to another episode of The Cubic Report. My guest today is a young lady who I would like to talk to very, very much. She is a person very dear to me. She is my granddaughter, Alyssa Cubic. So this will truly be The Cubic Report. Welcome to the podcast, Alyssa. Thanks for having me. We're going to talk today about a journey of faith that Alyssa has been on. She wrote an intriguing paper entitled, A Merry Misconception. It was an assignment in her college writing class to fulfill the assignment that was to be insightful. In this paper, she expressed some of her experiences with faith, God, belief, and practices. So first, Alyssa, I'd like you to tell us about who you are and where you're at in life. Who is Alyssa Kubik? Yeah, so I'm 18 years old. I am attending IUPUI in Indianapolis, and I'm studying healthcare administration. Eventually, I want to go in and run a nursing home, use what I've learned to improve the well-being and conditions that they are currently living in. Um, third-generation member of the United Church of God. Um, both of my grandparents uh, found this belief and raised both of my parents into it. And, you know, here I am now with all of these feelings and emotions and you know, very on the tip of the iceberg of my spirituality. Well, what intrigued me, Alyssa, was the fact that this was paper that you wrote was not just getting some facts and writing down and telling us certain things historic about religion. It's a very personal paper because you revealed some of the conflict that you had growing up with the beliefs we had. And the beliefs that we had were not just things that were thrown at you, but they were beliefs that you compared with what the Bible had to say. Yes. And that's what we'd like you to talk about to us today because we've been talking about this subject and I just found it very intriguing about where you've come to right now. I'm doing research. Most of the world celebrates uh, Christmas, but I specifically nine in 10 Americans do. And now looking at that from perspective of like, we have to deal with not celebrating something. Child, for example, you are told not to do all these certain things and why not to do them. But at the deeper core, it's like, why? Why? Why do I have to do this? When you're so, when kids you celebrate Christmas, they never say why, because it's always like been a part of their tradition, belief, and it's fun too. Like there's so many things behind it. It's like, why would you try and disprove it or disprove its belief? Because it's such a fun and traditional time to get together with family and people I've talked to, it's only positive experiences. However, the 10%, I, growing up in a not diverse elementary school, I had I was the first person that my teachers experienced to not celebrate Christmas. And so not having any like preset plans in place for kids like that during holiday parties, Christmas concerts, holiday, anything holiday related, I was either to sit out of, I still had to be at school. That was the thing is I couldn't, I wasn't just exempt from school. I had to be there. I had to experience what it was like to literally be like the black sheep in the, in the crowd. And a lot of people in religions that kind of deviate from everybody else, essentially, mm -hmm. like the mainstream, you do have to face being presented with experiences and situations that you might not know how to handle. And as a kid, you just, you hate these. You hate feeling left out. You hate feeling judged. You hate, I mean, I was called 
like Jewish, Mormon, like everything but a Sabbath keeping Christian. And also was I was undiagnosed with ADHD for 17 years. So I grew up just with emotional dysregulation and not being able to kind of rein in all the thoughts that I had. So whenever I would attend church, it was just negativity constantly because I just resented how I felt as a child and also just resented that everyone was having fun but me it felt like you mm -hmm. know I was it was I viewed it as something that everybody but us gets to do instead of something that other people just do well how did you get through it and how did you get through it to where you've come to today well I for so junior year of high school um, about two years ago I went through a part in my life where my priorities were not family, friends, faith, you know, my priorities were a substance. And when your mind is completely just taken away from just everything that's supposed to bring you back into the path of light, when you're just so distracted by everything else, it almost creates this emptiness inside, this hopelessness feeling. And so for so long, I kept running into a brick wall. I would keep facing, trying to fix, I would pray and be like, God, please, you know, take this away from me. But when I was praying, it was all selfish. It was all when I needed it and when I felt like I wanted it. And it was never really just let's sit down and understand it. It was always just please fix it, make it go away, and I won't talk to you for a couple months. That's how it always was for me. And I, even with you being president of our church for nine years, I would like in like posts on social media that may have been controversial i'm not even completely sure and people would come up to me and be like why did you like this you're victor cubic's granddaughter why would you like this <laughs> and i would sit there and be like, i don't i don't know what you're talking about and so i almost felt like there was just this like unspoken just judgment over me and that i had to fit into some type of guidelines and i had to believe this when I fully didn't understand or even want to as a child well that's very fascinating. You revealed some things to me I didn't know. <laughs> it's been a wonderful discussion. What do you feel? I know that you've said some of what made you stop cold and say, hey, it must be or there should be a change of direction. Mm -hmm. But what really made you just say, I'm going to commit myself to this. I see that it's really the best way mm -hmm. as compared to where I've been. Yeah, I struggle a lot with codependency, and I think I almost run away from the feeling and thought of being alone. I've really only had a couple instances in my life where I was truly able to kind of sit down and think about myself, really understand myself as a whole. And when, you, when I do that, I often freak out, and I don't know how to handle a lot of these emotions. And for a while, I was in, uh, still am, in the rooms of Alcoholics Anonymous and did follow the 12 steps of AA. And they are very, I mean, it has structure for admitting yourself power, powerless to God or to a higher power. And then it goes through your acknowledging all of your resentments and where you went wrong and taking accountability for that. And then it also goes into creating amends or, you know, having amends with people. But the important thing of that is realize with all of that, when I, when I went through of all of that, I was missing an understanding of a higher power. And a lot of people in the rooms will straight up tell you, like, it's really difficult to have humility and to understand that you are just human that is going to struggle like everybody else is just because there's this thought of not having a higher power. It, the lack of that helps it leads to a lack of understanding in the grand scheme of things because even if you don't fully believe in the bible there are a lot of things in there morals and values and teachings that 
will help you live a better life mm-hmm. and a happier life too. Mm-hmm. Getting back a little bit to your paper about the Mary misconception, uh, what research did you find that really seemed to say, aha, uh-huh, can't go on with this. There's, there's something really, really wrong with what we're doing. Yeah, so I think Christmas as a whole nowadays, it um, it is really only seen in positive light. I mean, I see so many families just getting together, having an amazing time with each other, you know, giving gifts. And essentially, uh, not every family celebrates it as the birth of Jesus. But you also go back to pagan origin. The Christmas was declared a national holiday in 1870. So ultimately, it doesn't have anything to do with the Bible only the connection of people saying that it does. <laughs> so And a reference to the fact that Jesus was born, but it doesn't yeah. say when. And I think, too, a lot of people are like, well, people started Christmas, but also people wrote the Bible. And I think that is kind of one of the bigger arguments against it. But there's some things in the Bible that it's a way of life. So it's it's telling you what you need to do, but it's not it's not like you have to do this, do this and you're going to die. It's a guide they're guidelines. That's not like tyrannism. Um but a tyranny you're saying? Yes. Like, like something that's being forced on you? Yeah. Alyssa, what are some of the facts about Christmas that made you really question the keeping of it? Well, to start, I just notice, okay, so if you're looking at the 10 commandments of the Bible, right? You look at the second one. It is do not make any idols or graven images um, in my name or of me. And looking at um, John 1.1, could you repeat that verse for me? Okay. John Mm 1.1 is that in the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Yes. And the Word is the one who became flesh, became Jesus Christ. Yes. So essentially, if you're looking at that, the Ten Commandments applied there too. The second segment, do not make idols. The other day I was on delivering a pizza and I came up to the door and I just, I was astounded by the amount of pictures of Jesus praying and it was just portraits everywhere and Jesus and all, or in his Mary and all of that. And I was just looking at that and there's like even the, I, I don't know if the New Testament mentions the Ten Commandments, but I mean, they're, all of them are just they're there. <laughs> yeah, it, it's pretty just yeah. said. It, it's obvious. I mean, a mm. lot of our laws, like, thou shalt not murder, thou shalt not mm. lie. Like, a lot of our laws, hand in hand with that. Um, on the topic of Christmas, it uh, Christmas dates back to the winter solstice. And it was derived from celebrations, traditions kept by people and cultures who celebrated the shortest day of the year, which is December 25th, around that time. And it was only celebrated in the Northern Hemisphere. So when you think about this, you think about everything over the equator. The Romans were over the equator, and they're the ones who started Christmas. So they already knew about all of the celebrations and winter solstice things that all these other cultures have celebrated. And so it's almost set up kind of a perfect time to just celebrate something. It, it, a, a couple of different things, too. The Romans used to celebrate Saturnalia with, on December 25th, which um, worships the god of seed and sowing. And... This has nothing to do with Jesus. I mean, it's a, it's a pagan god there. You, you see that? And they would just pray and really, you know, worship him so that, you know, in the springtime they would have crops, plentiful crops. And then you look at why the Romans invented it. And it was early Christianity, and they, they did this to increase popularity and wealth within the church. And it doesn't—they essentially slapped— 
slapped Jesus's name on it and said, now it's ready for the church. You know, mm-hmm. now that now this religion is, or now this celebration is ready for the church. But there are people who think that that's great. I mean, mm-hmm. here's a way to promote Jesus through another means. What's wrong with that? Well, I think just the idolism as a whole, but I, I think it's tr- truly just the meaning and the, the origin of it. Because if, why December 25th? Why not another date? Why? And then you go back to Easter, where Romans used to worship um, Ishtar, the god of fertility. And that's why there are bunnies and eggs. And traditions that they would do on that day heavily involved creating children. So essentially, nine months down, you're looking at the dead, the date around December 25th, which is how long it takes to cons- or for a baby to grow and be born. And then on December 25th, they um, worship the, the god of sun in the sky for so that they would have longer days. And yeah, and I, it was said that they sacrificed those babies because of they wanted, does talk about in the Bible and their old writings of sacrifice, like child sacrifices. But it's like how many how many children would they have had to sacrifice to make this god happy so it's like now they have two day like a day to do it and then a day to sacrifice so it it really when you look at that too it, it really makes you wonder like why jesus why why put jesus on this day if there are so many pagan and vile practices yeah like that. no exactly so that's what really turned the tide to say, hey, we shouldn't be doing this on this day. That's vile. There's got to be, there's got to be a better way. Mm-hmm. And it, it strongly deviates from the Christian practices and even to where the Puritans that came over from England because they were done with the, the English and they were done with the taxes and the religion and they were like, we want to be free. Let's go to America or what they will later call America. And when they came over, they 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 tried to ban the holiday. They they were like, no, we don't want this. It's not. It doesn't have anything to do with what we believe in. So then. Yeah, in your paper, you talk about a 21-year period yeah. where it was illegal or it was yeah. not celebrated at all in, in the colonies. Yeah. So then when I started becoming curious about the credibility and the validity of Christmas after. I had celebrated it myself with friends, kind of celebrated it. And then also just the way that I felt as a child, I was like, there's no way that this is supposed to be feel normal or be normal. You know, it's very weird to feel like the only one that doesn't do something. It's very rare that that happens unless you're one of those people. And I think going through that experience has really prompted me to want to learn about this and and also just because i've known all of my life that christmas isn't mentioned in the bible jesus birthday is not mentioned in the bible and i honestly just wanted to know if somebody were to ask me why don't you celebrate christmas like th- these would be my reasons and i i come from a place of i i was very close-minded for many years and i i do believe that was very heavily influenced by resentments fears all of those things and but those are things that that satan you know will mm-hmm. will try to pollute your brain with and i realized that too like even going through addiction and a junior year and all, going through that whole just trauma so early in my life this is so weird like i you don't really see a 16 17 year old kid attending aa meetings regularly and that being a normal thing and for me it was once i started so when i when i stopped making excuses is when i finally started understanding and learning and i really do heavily credit my english writing and inquiry professor dr mark eckel and he just the way that he taught the class was able to just spark curiosity 
and creativity that I just never had before. I mean, I've gone into, I've wrote so many papers that just, I've learned so much about. And I'm coming from a place, I, I don't judge those who celebrate Christmas or don't, because personally, I have. And I've, you know, and it is fun. I'm not bashing it. It's just, when you look down into the nitty gritty of all of it, it's like, it doesn't really have anything to do with Jesus. It, it doesn't. And say, like putting a name over it or, you know, declaring that it is his celebration of birth like why is a human a human declaring that why isn't Jesus declaring that why didn't he say that so it really makes you wonder there that that's what I went into the whole and then if you even going to Santa Claus and the Christmas tree like all of the little parts of the tradition that have just been added to and adopted over time they just don't have any real real meaning and value unless people put it on there and I was reading this thing that was saying that a lot of people use it as the birth of the sun, winter solstice. The sun is coming out, is shortest day of the year, is 25th of that, birth of the sun. And then also the birth of the son of God, Jesus Christ. So I think that also that confusion can get to a lot of people. And I, and I think just a lack of understanding is almost what will drive some people crazy. It's like, it it's really... Because I wanted to celebrate it, and I, but it was like, why would I celebrate something that doesn't make any sense, if you get what I'm saying? Yeah, well, the, one of the big problems, you know, being a person, we, we all like relationships. We like friends, and we want to be accepted. Yes. And when 90% of the country celebrates Christmas, and you find yourself in the out 10%, uh, you have to find a way to cope with it. You have to be very sure about what you believe. Yes. Uh, your codependency kind of becomes... Yeah. Your codependency becomes one with God, mm-hmm. you know, to to uh, help you to get through this, to mm-hmm. know that, hey, I am doing the right thing, even though the vast majority of the crowd follows a direction which is explicitly condemned by the Bible mm-hmm. of using pagan customs to celebrate God himself. Yeah. Because we are given days in which to worship God. We're given the tools with prayer, with uh, the way that we communicate with him. Alyssa, what type of what advice would you give to people who are struggling through uncertainty? As you did at one time, you had resentment, you had uncertainty, and frankly, I, your grandfather, was concerned about you. <laughs> <laughs> and I find this uh, exp- expressions that you have here to be very, very wonderful. And I think they could be used to help people, so many people, so many young people who are confused in a time when we have so much. We have so much communication. We have so much connectivity right now through social media. What advice would you give? I The main thing I say would be keep an open mind. The, the biggest thing that held me back from truly understanding just even spirituality is just separating the idea that spirituality has anything to do with organized religion because my my thought process when deciding like what am I going to do spiritually like what is my process what am I going to do to start this you have a plethora of excuses of well I'm going to wait until I take a college class over religion to decide what I want to do or various other things like I don't feel I just feel too much resentment to go back to church that was my biggest one is I felt if I walked through those doors again it would just be I would get shunned and all of these other things, because it's like I, I've heard stories about people talk about other people who have left the church, and most oftentimes they're negative. And I, my experience outside of the church wasn't necessarily negative; it just felt meaningless. You know, it was like I fully relied on my thoughts and, and experiences to drive me through life. When most of my 
like behaviors and thoughts and experiences were corrupt at a very young age just because I I was honestly just everything of the world seemed much better than anything that God had to give me. And even, and also reading the Bible, but not as a book. When I started reading the Bible, I didn't start at Genesis 1-1. I started in 1 John because at that point in my life, that was what I really needed to hear first. I needed to hear what is love. And I learned straight away, I wasn't even loving the right way. There is no fear in love. Like that's first John four eighteen, and you know the more I thought about that, I was like, in my relationships with my parents, even you guys, my grandparents, and friendships, relationships, I just feared so much, and I don't think that that was able to truly bring me to a state of love, the same love that Jesus Christ would have given us, or has given us, and I I believe that just even reading it, coming from an open mind of like, I don't know if I want to do this fully, or I I do, you know, you're, you're called at a certain point in your life, and why I say this is because for 17 years, I truly believe that like I, I was an either atheist or I believed in nature like a higher power of God like I believed in God as a higher power but not as like a boundary a structure for life and when I started reading the Bible I just instantly I threw away all of the the words in my head that mocked everything that I had ever heard you know I, I I did I had a voice in my head that would just mock everything that was said at church other people would tell me and this would go for like advice too you know when when you're in trouble and someone tells you not to do something you're gonna be like you're just gonna roll your eyes you're usually like no I don't want to do that and for me not having all of those like assumptions those pre pre thought out feelings I was able to actually kind of understand it from a completely different perspective and I honestly would have never seen myself here today I fully believe that you know I was never going to find God or never truly understand it and I still don't understand I'm still far from understanding the full full aspect but my first my first strong belief now is that Christmas should not be celebrated as Jesus's birthday I don't think that you should align teachings of the Bible with something that is not taught in the Bible I think that that is a human a human thought a human event you know and it should stay human there should not be a spiritual aspect to it at all and and honestly the more I read about Jesus too he was a humble man he gave of himself to others I mean I recently just saw this really inspiring a little slideshow of just Jesus washing different people's feet and it was like every, every person you could think of and then the one that really got me was Jesus was watching the person who persecuted him's feet and he said I still love you and that to me it, it gave me chills He will love even the people that killed him. He will love anybody. So in my mind, I had all this guilt and shame. I was like, oh, I've done so much in my 18 years. I can't come to a good understanding because I'm just so corrupt. And so, you know, all of these different things. So it's like, I just got to trust God, give it all over. And honestly, I've been able to go off of medications just because I, I found God. And it was it was so, such a weird feeling to just not take an antidepressant and not be depressed because that, that's how it always was before. <laughs> it's like I was just so saddened and now I just feel like so much light. I feel like I want to do something for other people. But, you know, I didn't always have that. And honestly, it's important to realize that you may be learning information that is not useful for you in that moment. And a lot of the times I was at church, I was hearing things that my I just didn't want to hear. And, but the... But the but the main point is that you you want to hear like you need to hear it. You need to want to learn. That that is the biggest the biggest takeaway for me. Mm-hmm.
Well, in the work that you want to be doing in working with nursing homes and managing them mm -hmm. and care of people, uh, certainly I think that you have a mind that's prepared <laughs> for that kind of work. Anything else you'd like to tell us, Alyssa? Prioritize the thoughts I want to think about, not what my brain says is important. And that's also a very important thing is just understanding that like everybody's minds are different. Everybody is going to think differently. So, and everybody's spirituality journey is going to be different too. And I, and I find it really, it brings me down when other people are like comparing and trying to one up each other with something or just, we just need to share love, share understanding, share kindness. And that's what I feel like so much of the world lacks right now. I want to be able to sit here and talk about Christmas from a completely unbiased point of view. Cause like from the beginning, like I was unbiased because I did participate in Christmas, but it's like at the end of the day, I realized that it doesn't have anything to do with Jesus. So why, why put his name on it? <laughs> it's like, you can, you can celebrate him and honor him in different ways. And the way that he wanted us to was to walk in, in the way that he did that. That's what he wants. He wants to put our trust and faith in him, not, celebrate a day where we're giving each other gifts and just it just doesn't make sense in the long run to me and I'm a very evidence-based person I like to know that something that I believe in and have chosen to pursue in life is going to end up being truthful and actually work so far I can 100% say it does <laughs> <laughs> so Alyssa what are your thoughts and plans for going forward you personally well I am just taking it one day at a time, truthfully. That is that is how every day I experience situations, events that'll they'll have me questioning. You know, I every day we get faced with something like distracting or something that just seems so much more fun than sitting down and reading the Bible or meditating or doing anything that really just helps you learn more. This is about anything. It doesn't even have to be the Bible. Like if you're sitting there and learning like for example when I was doing the 12 step work in AA that to me was like it was really enriching it would really help me understand that like we're all human we all make mistakes and like everybody and that's why I don't get mad at people when they cut me off in traffic because I learned this too is that no you can put your own narrative in your head because all of, all of your thoughts about other people if you haven't even met them or you don't talk to them on a regular basis they're mostly like 99% of the time are assumptions and when you actually talk to that person, you realize, why did I have all that anxiety? Why did I care so much? And I think just like realizing that everybody is thinking of themselves. They're not always thinking of you. Everyone's selfish. Like it's just how our brains are supposed to work. We are in ourselves. Just learning that and being able to just forgive. It is also just vastly, I mean, I don't hold any grudges towards anyone anymore because I realize that everyone's human. We all make mistakes. And like, I've done things to people that suck and people have done things to me that suck. And you know, at the end of the day, it's like, you know, I'll forgive them because I know that they are corrupted. We're all corrupted by the ways of this world. But at the end of the day, we're all still people. We're all still human. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you should treat, and, and Jesus didn't treat anyone differently just because of what they did or what they've gone through. So, and I just want to continue to, spread positivity and open-mindedness because honestly that's what this world needs more of well thank you so much Alyssa. appreciate your words of wisdom <laughs> well thank you i'm glad to <laughs> i be think able that to your share. grand your grandparents have really appreciated you very much that's me and biff <laughs> and thank you so much for taking the time to do this podcast of course thank you we thank you our listeners for joining us here today for the cubic report if you have enjoyed this podcast please share it and tell your friends about it we can be found on a variety of platforms, including Podbean, which includes information about this podcast, Apple and Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, Audible, 
Pocket Caster, and other podcasting platforms. You can easily find us on any browser address bar by simply typing in the words, The Cubic Report, and there we are. We'd love to hear from you. We'd love to hear your impressions and suggestions. So write to us at thecubic at gmail.com, V-K-U-B-I-K at gmail.com. Again, thank you for listening. Come back soon for more.